As always, 087 4100 102 if you want to get in touch with the last word here on Today FM by text or WhatsApp. Now, bike theft has been a problem for a long time now, but it was seen as more of an opportunistic crime in the past. Not so anymore. Over the years, we've seen gangs targeting specific bikes. The thieves know every trick in the book, and many go out with angle grinders to slice through expensive locks. But a worrying trend has emerged in recent times with violence being deployed more regularly to get bikes and scooters from their owners. It's um, it's a worrying trend and it's one that investigative journalist with Noteworthy uh, Maria Delaney has done some interesting research on. And before we speak to Maria, we're going to hear from Zara Flynn. Uh, Zara, welcome to the show. Can you please tell us about the awful experience your son had uh, recently as he went to lock up his bike at a Lewis stop in Dublin? Yes, thank you, Frank. Um, I know it's very upsetting. I suppose it's a parent's worst nightmare to hear that their child has been assaulted. Um, and it, that's the first thing that struck me, not the theft at all, but the fact that somebody or many people had been violently aggressive towards uh, my son, who, you know, is is very... Um, very sort of laid-back, easy-going type of individual himself. Fifteen um, years of age, is that right? Fifteen uh, years of age. And he was locking up his bike. Okay, he was locking yeah. up his bike at uh, the Beechwood Lewis stop, which I'm sure an awful lot of our listeners would be uh, familiar with. This was last Friday. He was going to meet some friends, minding his own business. Um, and tell yeah. us what happened when he went to to lock up his bike. Yeah, so he's standing there to lock his bike, which is at the other... You have to actually cross the road to park your bike there if you're getting off the Lewis. And um, he just noticed out of the corner of his eye um, a large group. And when he looked, he immediately became nervous because he could tell they were hooded, they were masked. um, And there was you know, 20 or so of them, um, and that's no exaggeration either because there were many of witnesses around, um, and eight or ten of them, they all approached anyway, but eight or ten of them had, you know, very visibly um, metal poles or bars in their hands. Um, James said they looked like uh, posts from saddles or something like that, and uh, immediately he was launched into his didn't have time to even lock his bike um, and uh, he just went into defense mode and protected his head nice. um, you know he uh, ended up kind of bent double over a, a bicycle rack and slid down then fortunately the way the bike rack was actually positioned protected him because he slid down between the bike racks and a wall so to get at him, they, you know, they were very limited. Mm. Um, God, the poor lad. That sounds yeah. like a, a terrifying ordeal. Uh, how is he? I mean, was he hurt after it? He was. He was injured. He had a cut to his lower leg, lower leg, and um, he'd received a blow to the head. Um, he'd hit his head off the his temple off the wall in the fall as well. Um, and a few kicks and bruises to his back and lower legs. Wow. Um, um, yeah. 
Zara, we'll, we'll come back to your story in a moment, but I want to bring Maria Delaney in to just talk about the increase in, in aggravated bike and scooter thefts uh, last year. Because, Maria, it sounds like that horrific tale that Zara has uh, shared with us is not an isolated incident. Yeah, thanks, Frank. No, it's it's unfortunately not an isolated incident, and even within that area, it's not. Um, so there have been there was another um, attack at the cow produce stop um, just earlier in the month, so on the first of April, and a kind of similar attack where a gang attacked another teenage boy and um, stole his bike as well. So like it, it, there have been a number of incidents along the Lewis, um, like um, I think Zara's. Um, son's school actually had contacted them the week previous to the attack saying that um, bikes were being taken off children along the, the green line. So it is something that um, the Guardi are aware of. But it's not only on uh, in that part of the city, unfortunately. It's also in other parts of, of Dublin, um, like in the North City. I was talking to a healthcare assistant who had her scooter taken off her quite violently twice within three weeks in February. Um, so she... The first time another um, boy on a scooter actually came up and knocked her off the scooter and tried to grab it off her. And um, she got a bit hurt in the process and fell off in the middle of the road. And the second time, in fact, um, she was held at knife point for her scooter. So she was grabbed by the back of the head and a knife was put through her throat. And amazingly, um, three men helped her out and... The, the perpetrator got away, but um, she she was unhurt, thankfully. But it is, we are seeing an increase. Um, if you look at the figures, it was 79 in 2019, and it went up to 131 last year. So and, it was a 65% increase. can you put your increase. finger on, on, on the reason behind uh, that increase? I know myself, like, you know, we're all spending more time outdoors. I bought a bike um, during this lockdown uh, myself, and... I wonder, is there a correlation between, you know, things like the bike to work scheme and people potentially having more expensive pieces of kit? You know, you see scooters whizzing around all the time now. They're expensive um, ways to get around. And clearly these gangs are seeing these as, as low lying fruit. Well, there was um, a correlation initially when the bike to work scheme came out. There was a, a, an actual a huge rise in bike thefts that went from under 3,000 to over 5,000 kind of within one year but that was that was a good few years ago at this stage but I suppose this is kind of a different type of crime that we're talking about here so like a kind of a normal inverted commas bike theft um, as you said in the intro is when you you maybe steal a bike from town like from a bike rack or someone's garden and I suppose it's kind of been known as a victimless crime not not necessarily accurate because obviously people's bikes are stolen um, but generally people aren't hurt or or they might never see the person who steals the bike whereas this is it's, it's a, a next level like it's a it's an actual robbery it's classed as a robbery or hijacking so it's when violence or the threat of violence is involved mm-hmm. and um, it's it's a, it's a more serious crime so I suppose we're seeing that and, and what's causing it um, well people that I've been talking to have said that the 2020 in particular um, that COVID-19 has had an impact because kind of antisocial behaviour has been on the rise in general and kind of assaults and things like that have been on the rise. So yeah. that was kind of what people were putting it down to. But, 
Yeah, like it, it, it had been increasing actually year on year before that as well. Um, Sarah, can I ask you, I'm, I'm assuming you reported this incident to, to Gardaí. Um, Gardaí resources obviously very stretched at, at the moment with all they're being asked to do during uh, the pandemic. And I know they've been criticised in the past for potentially not taking bike tests very seriously. But what happened to your son uh, last week, uh, you know, it's just incredible. What, what was the response when you made a complaint? Yeah, well, the serious crimes unit were involved very quickly um, because I suppose there's been there's been a number of crimes similar to this along the line. Um, but I, what sets this apart from just your regular theft was that you know this is a gang mentality mentality set out to actually cause harm, and I do believe that the theft of the bike was actually a secondary. Um, factor, almost an element of trophyism involved. I, um, you know, and it's because they, they didn't take the bike. They could have actually just taken the bike. James would have said, here's my bike, here's my cap. They also stole his cap, by the way. And, you know, have us. But it was the last thing they did was wow. they, they beat him up first. And they were at it for a good minute before there was enough people around to scare them off. Um, but uh, nobody could intervene because it was too threatening a, a group, too threatening an assault, and everybody felt fearful that was in the vicinity of us. Yeah, and and look, we we don't want to you know scare monger people unnecessarily in in that particular area, parents and teenagers that might be listening to this piece. But what would you like to see being done uh, at a community level? You know, do you think um, you know the regular bystanders can be upstanders and, and play a role in stamping this out? Well, I don't think it should be left to, you know, Neighbourhood Watch to kind of monitor these kind of things. Um, I think it should be up to community policing being better resourced and better trained. Um, also, you know, working in collaboration with the Lewis Develop, you know, the Lewis Security System um, and Transdev and um, just working together to make sure that uh, communities all around the city are safe. Um, when commuters are going around. You know, I know there's children who are in primary schools who are also terrified and have witnessed um, bikes being stolen from peers. Um, you know, so it's not just isolated. Um, I, think, I think this is... This is a more serious concern, and I think community policing and Garda need to stand up and um, put their heads together and see what they can do to resolve this. Okay, uh, that's all we have time for, Zara, but thank you so much for sharing uh, your story and we wish your son a very speedy recovery. I hope he's okay. Maria Delaney, uh, before Zara, their investigative journalist with Noteworthy with that very interesting piece of work. We'll have our health slot um, next. Um,